Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to ramshirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball brought to you live from the Dugout Mug Studios. Be sure to enter the giveaway, win yourself a Dugout Mug. All you got to do, it's pretty simple, is send an email to Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com and somewhere in the email, put the word dad. You can win it and give it to your dad or you can just keep it. Do whatever you want with it. With that being said, my guest tonight has nothing to do with what I just said, but my guest tonight is Mr. Rip Griffin coming back. Rip, what's up, buddy? How's it going, man? Good to always be back with you talking Astros baseball, of course. That's what we're here to do. But, uh, you know, good Father's Day present coming up, you know, with dugout mugs. So that's awesome. You know, good promo to enter. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Awesome. Speaking of Father's Day, we had Mother's Day this weekend. My mom came into town. Well, she went to Georgetown, so I had to drive up there. So here was my weekend. I worked Friday night, slept for four hours, drove to Georgetown. Then we went downtown to Georgetown, had lunch, drank some beer, went and had some dinner. We were in Georgetown the whole time. Spent the night on an air mattress. Not fun. No. Woke no. up in the morning, drove the New Braunfels, took my mom to Sea Island, came home, ate dinner. I recorded Sunday Strohs earlier, ate dinner, and then went to HEB, and here we are. That was my weekend. Well, you are definitely the uh, the road tripper. You know, yeah. lots, of, lots of driving, lots of seeing the great state of Texas. So, um, but uh, that's good. Yes, Mother Day, Mother's Day is coming up here pretty soon. You know, it's... Uh, my wife's birthday is on Sunday. No, excuse me, Monday. Better get that right, right? There's two dates that you always get right, birthdays and anniversaries, okay? So my wife's birthday is next Monday, and Mother's Day is the day before on Sunday. So it's like 
bam, bam. So she gets crazy. She gets double gifts. She gets Mother's Day and her birthday. So I kind of have that. My birthday is on February 17th. So I have to buy somebody a present three days before I'm supposed to get presents. So it (laughs) kind of feels like it washes it out. And also, too, our anniversary is on the 14th of May. So she gets Mother's Day, birthday, and anniversary all in the same week. Wow. Yeah. My grandson's birthday is on the 10th, and they're coming down on the 9th. So that's pretty awesome. Oh, cool. Cool. But let's get to this, buddy. We're here to talk about the Astros and the Toronto Blue Jays, which started out awesome. It's the only way I can describe it. So we go to Arlington. Those games could have went either way. We talked about that on the last podcast. And I figured, you know, this this three to one series win, maybe it will spark the offense when we head to Toronto. And, buddy, the Astros offense scored 11 runs on 14 hits. Bregman, Pena, and Alvarez all hit homers. Alvarez and Yuli Gurriel had three hits each. What do you think about this offensive explosion on Friday, and did you think it was going to continue into the weekend? You know, when this offense gets going, it's fun to watch because they just pile it on. They just run after run, home run total bases, RBIs, everything that this offense can do. And we know it, they can do it. We know that they can put up, put up runs very fast. That's just what this offense is designed to do. And we saw it on Friday night against the Blue Jays. And when you get that sort of feeling like, okay, yes, we've all been seen and heard that the, the offense just hasn't been able to get going the first month of the of season. And that's traditionally you know, the normal – Astros way right they get off slow and then once everything starts to finally click as we get into May and into June the offense just takes off so there's going to be these spurts here and there with with this offense but coming off that series against the Rangers which they needed to get back on track and you know coming into Friday on a three-game winning streak is something that kind of gives you a little bit more mojo and we saw it on Friday night as they put up that those uh 11 runs and I was kind of hoping to see that carry over into Saturday and and today on Sunday as well. But, you know, every good day, there's probably going to be some lesser scoring runs. And I think we saw it the last two games of this series, but good to give it, get it going. Cause that kind of gives the fans a little reassurance that, Hey, you know, this offense can do it. It's just the consistency of being able to do it, especially with runners and scoring position too. That's kind of one of those big things that we saw, you know, and we'll kind of touch on you know Saturday and, and today as well. But all in all, good game on on Friday. Yeah, the Astros take the lead four to one after three innings, looking good. Then Vlad Jr. three run homer to tie things up at four after three. The Astros led five to four after five innings, and that's how long Jose or Keedy lasted. Five innings, seven hits, four runs, six strikeouts. A lot of people say this about the Astros' offense. If the offense is clicking, a five-inning outing allowing three or four runs is good enough to give the Astros a chance to win. How do you think Urquidy looked on Friday? I think he looked good. He kind of has been lasting that five, maybe six innings so far this season. 
still want to see, you know, the Jose, your kitty, we all saw in 2019 in the World Series. But, you know, that's that that's coming. I, I have a feeling that that will be here later on as he gets more starts underneath his belt. But, I mean, so far he's he's averaging, you know, like I mentioned, five, maybe six innings. He's got 19.2 innings on the season already. I mean, an ERA of 5.95, but, I mean, still, the walks are down uh, so far compared to last season where he had a ton of walks. But uh, for the most part, I mean, I think we're going to see your kitty kind of get into that, you know, when he starts to settle in and he, he gets locked in. And that's kind of what we saw. Six strikeouts, still a phenomenal game. I mean, just giving up just four unruns, but still, I mean, a good quality start for for Jose Urquidy. I think that's all you can ask for this early in the season. Yeah, four runs allowed, and three of them was a three-run homer. So we go to, uh, after that, Astros up by four, Jeremy Pena, three-run homer. It's fourth home run of the year. I didn't even realize Pena had four home runs. Uh, he's and been then Alvarez. this year. Yeah, Alvarez had a two-run homer, and he has five. I would think Alvarez had six and Pena had two, if you ask me, without knowing the stats. That's just how it feels. So after Alvarez's two-run shot, 10-4 to four Astros are going to win 11-7. to seven. Five for 14 with runners in scoring position. You have 14 runners in scoring position. You know things are going well. They left 10 on base. Kyle Tucker. Two for four with two RBIs, continued his hot streak of driving in runs, and he's also building up that batting average. Abreu gave up a run. Maton, Phil Maton gave up two runs. Stanek and Naris, no runs in two innings. What are you seeing from Maton? He's been giving up some runs lately. Well, I think a lot of it is he's been used quite a bit, and you know, so far this season already, he's at 10 point, uh, 10 and a third innings already giving up 11 hits, five runs and one home run. But, you know, his ERA right now is a 4.35. And I think he's been also too, he's, he's appeared in 11 games, which I think is one of the most um, throughout the whole bullpen. And so he's had quite a few appearances. I think he's just kind of running on gas right now, running on fumes and, you know, I think having seen the Blue Jays, that is, having seen Phil Maton last weekend in Houston, you know, that's kind of why I don't like these, you know, back-to-back series, weekend series. You know, we saw the Blue Jays in Houston last weekend, and then they come to Toronto this weekend. I think that's, you know, when a team sees a pitcher for quite a few innings already, you kind of have their number. And I think that's kind of what the Blue Jays did. They had his number, and unfortunately, he just didn't quite get out of the inning like we wanted him to without giving up any runs. But, I mean, Phil Manton is still great. I mean, I I still love him. I'm still glad he's, he's in the bullpen. I mean, he came in last season and did a phenomenal job. job. But I think he just needs maybe a, a day or, or two to take off and – kind of, you know, get reset. And I think once that happens, we're going to go back to seeing the Phil Maton we saw at the beginning of the season with, you know, lights off, curveballs, off-speed pitch, which is absolutely phenomenal. And so, but I think he just had an off night on Friday. Luis Garcia starts the game on Saturday. I have a question. Did you see the video 
of the young little leaguer doing the Luis Garcia. I don't know even know what it's called. The wind up Luis Garcia's rock the baby and cha cha cha. Did you see that? It's really cool. You know, I uh, before we, we jumped on here, I saw it and it's 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 super cute. I mean, th- this kid just he he's got it down and he, he does the little 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 step dance, and then he does the little rocker, and then then he pitches. It's that's that's got to make Luis Garcia feel pretty good. That you know there are little kids out there that are seeing what he's doing, and they're mimicking that, and that's got to make you feel good as a pitcher. So, um, super cute. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go go watch it because it's. Uh, yeah, you'll watch it more than once. Last Saturday when I went to the game, you were talking about the Blue Jays were in Houston. Mr. Uh, George Springer had a leadoff home run at Houston in his first game back. And on Saturday in Toronto, he had a solo home run in the first inning. And a solo home run in the third inning. Well, that's very, very crazy. Uh, Top of the fourth, Alvarez had a home run. And then, and then, my friend, Jeremy Pena had two guys on. And uh, he grounded into a bunt for a force play after Yuli walked and Tucker singled. That was the two guys on. And nobody... Nobody got to move. Well, everybody moved, but it didn't move anyone to uh it didn't move anyone forward, I guess, if you want to say that. We didn't have runners on second and third. And he was saying, My fault. It was my fault. And then Dusty said, Hey, Pena missed the sign. So two things touch on Springer, leadoff homers, two Saturdays in a row. And Jeremy Pena, I have no issue with it. He missed up. He owned it. My, you know, my wife said she, I want a Jeremy Pena jersey. She loves the guy. She oh, loves nice. Kyle Tucker first, but yeah. Jeremy Pena's, you know, she he's pretty high up there. Right. Well, you can't say enough about George Springer, and you know, we all saw everything that he did during his time with the Astros. So it's you kind of expect it. You kind of expect when Springer comes up expect a springer dinger you know uh to continue to to bring that back because you know uh springer is is a guy that you know he he plays but he has fun playing and and i think you know him getting that contract with with the blue jays but you know still being productive and he's still i know he's battled some injuries here and there throughout uh, last season as well but you know do we miss Springer in an Astros uniform? Absolutely. I think he was still, uh, you know, got the wheel going offensively for the Astros when he, when he was there because just like we saw last weekend and on Saturday with, you know, leading the game off with with the home run and and so I I miss him. I, I wish he was still with the Astros, but you know you can't say enough great things about George Springer because that's. He he has fun. He brings light to whatever clubhouse he's in, and obviously he's doing that with the Blue Jays. So, you know, great things for him, and that he just makes that lineup so much you know more productive. And you know, well, kind of unfortunate he's not with the Astros. I'm still sad. So, but yeah, there was uh, a lot of there was a lot of people bringing that up today. Yeah, you it's, know, oh, we 
look, we could go further if we had George Springer, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is. It really is. And, you know, we're, we're not the ones in the front office making the decisions. So we, I mean, if we had that, the fans had a, had a say in it, you know, we all would say bring Springer back or should have kept him, should have gave him the money, but you know, it's, it's, it's done now and he's with the blue Jays, but, uh, to kind of jump on uh, Jeremy Pena here for a second. You know, he's a rookie. I think he's going to make mistakes. He's going to miss signs. He's going to commit errors in the field. He's going to, you know, have slumps offensively. And I think that's just part of the growing pains with with Jeremy Pena. And it's good that he recognizes the fact that he missed the sign, that he bobbled the play, and he's able to take up ownership of it and say, you know, hey, that was my bad. And that's got to make you feel good as, you know, a team, as a pitcher. Like, okay, he understands that it's, it's you know, yeah, he, he messed up, but he will learn from it. And I think as he as we see the season progress more and more, we, we're seeing him do it with the bat already, especially with his, with his home runs. He's already got four home runs already. So he's doing it at the plate. He's doing it in the field. He's making great plays. So I think here or there, he's going to have some some growing pains, like I mentioned. But, you know, we we love Jeremy Pena. We think that him coming and, and taking over the starting position at shortstop, he's just got to grow and, and mature. It, it's, that's all part of the game. So, um, you know, no ill will. Not, no, I'm not – as a fan, hey, it happened. You know, it's as long as it uh, doesn't happen a few more times. <laughs> but – uh, I don't think anybody's feeling negative about him. No, because he owned his mistake. But he's he's done a lot. I don't know what his batting average is. I think it's around two twenty or two forty. But he's he's doing fine for me. Chaz McCormick, you know, if there's a battle for starting center fielder right now, he's he's kind of turning things on. He went two for five. He's hitting two ninety. I mean, earlier in the season, him and Siri both hitting like four hundred. But you know. That wasn't going to last. Tucker went two for four, got his average up to 224. Payne, you went 0 for four. Oh, he's hitting 222. That was his average on Saturday. Uh, Seth Martinez, talk about him later. Him and Stanek combined for two innings and no runs. So the Astros dropped the series two to one. I mean, not the series, but they dropped the game two to one. Luis Garcia pitched great, and all it was was two solo home runs. If that's all they're going to give up, they should win that. That's all on the offense. That's all on the offense. Absolutely. I mean, Garcia, six six innings, five hits, two runs. I mean, just one walk. One walk and five strikeouts. I mean, he's starting to come into his own element as a starting pitcher. So we're seeing him progress and get better with each start. But the thing for me right now is, you know, on Saturday, uh, zero for eight with runners in scoring position. I mean, leaving a total eleven left on base. I mean, that's when you know it's 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 a bad day. And it was I mean, you know, they lost two to one, but still, it's just uh, when you don't get anything going with runners in scoring position, and I mean, and you're facing a a, a pitcher like uh, uh, Jose uh, Barrios. I did not pronounce that right, but anyways, they got to him last weekend. And obviously he made some adjustments and he was able to keep the Astros in check, but that's just one of those things that once the other team picks up on something, they're going to make the adjustments and 
and you know the second time around it's not going to be as productive as the first time yeah i think that's why jeremy pena took it so hard and yeah. owned up to it because they had two guys on with no outs and for some reason he, he saw a bunt sign so he bunted and bunted out next two guys were out and the the rally was over so let's go to today's game on sunday framber valdez what an outing what he an outing no, he had a no hitter going into the seventh inning and then some people are arguing with Chandler Rome about this. He said he he tweeted, I guess after six innings that Framber had a no hitter going, and then he gave up a couple of hits in the run, or three runs actually, and they're they're mad at him. And and his answer was like, I highly doubt that the players even see my tweets until after the game. So what is, <laughs> what are your thoughts on them jink the the jinx? You know, uh, after the the fifth inning, when they they put up the, the score, and I saw that there was a big goose egg in the hit column for the the Blue Jays, I was like, that that can't be right. So I went and I kind of checked on uh, on MLB, and sure enough, on Statcast, zero hits. It's like, oh, okay. Well, um, I was gonna put something out on on social media, but I realized, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna jinx it. So, <laughs> but um. You know, I, I think, you know, when you as a pitcher and we've you've, you hear it all the time as far as the analytics, right, that once you get into that second and third time through the the lineup, it makes it a little bit more difficult. I think at that point before he gave up the home run, he was already around 80, 85 pitches. So at some point he was going to get pulled anyways, you know, even though he's kind of stretched out enough to where he prob- probably could have gone the whole distance. But they were kind of starting to foul off, foul off pitches and they were kind of just, they, they had his, his, his timing and it was only a matter of time before he was going to give up a hit. So, you know, I think Chandler's just doing his job, trying to keep the fans informed. Of course, you know, it's one of those unwritten rules, right? You you don't talk about it until it actually, you know, it's either the game ends or he gives up a hit. And I I took the unwritten rule approach. Yeah, I do too. I don't want to get argued. Um, I don't be arguing with people on Twitter about jinxing anybody. Yeah. So let's you know look what? at the game, buddy. The uh, Diaz, Oledvis Diaz, who really hasn't done much. RBI single brought in Chaz McCormick. And in the bottom of the sixth, Dante Bichette, two-run homer, made it two to one. So did you think it was a good call bringing a bringing, uh, – Framber Valdez out back out for the seventh because Goodrum got an RBI double and tied it up. Right. I think at that point, you kind of have to turn to the bullpen. I mean, because I think, yeah, he was almost at 100, at 100 pitches. And yeah, I think he should have just finished out that inning, the inning prior, and that should have been his night. But Dusty sent him back out again. And then, of course, you know, we all know what happened after that. So, uh, gives up another run, but I mean, I'm sure he probably wanted to. Uh, and I say he, as in Framer, probably went to Dusty and said, "I've got one more." You know, you know, all, all competitors they want the ball still. They want to be able to to go the distance. And you know, mm-hmm. Dusty's Dusty's a, a player's manager. He, he kind of takes the you know the word of the, of the player because they they're the ones that that know their own their own bodies and their own skill set. So, but for me personally, if I was the manager, I would have just you know, 
had him sit after that uh, that sixth inning there. So, yeah, I think it's always good if he looks tired and he's close to a hundred. Let's give that guy out of the pen a clean inning. That's Absolutely, how I look at it. Yeah. So Espinal RBI single, three to two. Astros, this is amazing. The Astros out hit him eight to three. I know, but but when you have a two run homer, and I mean that's two hits, a two run homer and an RBI double. So it was probably a walk that got him on base, but three hits and they turned them all into runs. That's pretty awesome for them. But the Astros only had two runs on eight hits, so not very efficient. Uh, for Amber, six and a third, two hits and only two walks, three runs, a homer, and only two strikeouts. Mayton and Naris, two innings, no runs. So there you go, Mayton. Ledmus Diaz went two for four, and Tucker, three for four, 250 batting average. The guy it's, was in the, in the 100s, and he's already at 250. It's, that is it's nuts. Good. Yeah, it's it's good to see Tucker kind of getting out of that slump and kind of getting back on track. I don't know. I don't know if you, if you saw or if you heard, but um, there's a lot of times during the broadcast that you would hear Blummer say, or, or or even TK for that matter. You know, the the Blue Jays are going to their their four three, right? They had four outfielders, three infielders when Tucker came up, and there were a couple of times he he beat that he beat that setup that. Uh, the Blue Jays have put out there. So that was good that he was able to kind of make a little bit of uh, some adjustments and, uh, you know, put, uh, you know, put a good bat to the ball and, you know, be able to get out of that slump. So that was kind of a crazy, I, I'm not a fan of the uh, four outfielder setup and, you know, thankfully the shift is going to be ending, you know, hopefully next year. But uh, yeah, it was just a bizarre, you know, uh, fielding setup by the Blue Jays, but, Tucker was able to to beat it, and that that's good. It's a good sign. So Nico Goodrum went two for three. Astros two for eight with runners scoring position, left three on. The Astros are eleven and eleven after twenty two games. They've lost two in a row, five and five in their last ten, minus four run differential, three and a half behind L.A. and a game behind Seattle. And Julia Morales gave me this gem. She tweeted this out after the game. The Astros are 11 and 11, but they've played 16 out of 22 games on the road. Mm, wow. So if I would have told you, and I know everybody says this, if I would have told you the Astros are going to play 16 out of their first 22 on the road, they're going to play Toronto six games, and they're going to be 11 and 11. I'd believe it. Yeah. You know, I'd be okay. That That's good. You know, the, the schedule to start the season is not in the Astros' best favor right now. I mean, especially when they've got 33 out of 34 games with only one day off coming up next week. And then they go on another streak, and they don't have another day off until May 26th, which, you know, that's that's a lot of games. But to get this kind of stretch out of the way this early in the season makes it more favorable going into, you know, the dog days of summer, and into August, September, and then, of course, obviously October as well. So get it out of the way now, and then they can kind of regroup, reset the lineups, rosters, bullpen, all that good stuff, and then focus on making that push until October. So uh, it's, I know it's stressful, but it's just part of the schedule that we're, we're all having to, to witness right now. But I think once they get past this, then we're going to see some good things start to happen. 
So another thing I want to talk about is this. What you got? The 28 man. We, after this, I want to talk about the pitchers, you know, give everybody the pitching matchups for the next series. But the 28 man roster has to go back down to 26 mm-hmm. tomorrow. And Altuve, me and you looked it up before. I believe he, we're, we're both agreeing on this, that he's probably coming back tomorrow. I think it's time. Right. I think it's his 10 days. So with that being said, three people got to go, buddy. Three people got to go. If it's two pitchers and a position player, I would think Matichevic's got to go. Right. So that that's Altuve's replacement. And then you got to lose two pitchers. You got Blanco, Mushinsky, and Martinez. I think I think maybe it might be Blanco. I mean, I was thinking it was going to be the two guys that didn't make the roster out of spring training, but I think Seth Martinez, or you you said it before we started recording, that the lefty, Mashinsky, has a chance. Who do you, who do you think it's going to be? Well, I, I think Parker uh, Mashinsky will be uh, still on, on the roster because I really think the Astros need to have another left-handed pitcher in the bullpen. Yes, they've got Blake Taylor, but I think they need to bring in another one just to have some balance within the the bullpen. Ronald Blanco Blanco has he's been decent, but I feel that he's not really being quite effective like the Astros want him to be. Right now he's got a 7.11 ERA in 7 games and only seven strikeouts so far. But uh you know, he is a rookie so he is still kind of getting his his feet wet as well. He's given up eight hits and five earned runs. So, um you know, opponents right now are batting 296 against him, against him. So definitely something that he may need to go back down to Sugarland to AAA to kind of work on some things to get that opponent batting average down. So he would probably be one that would be uh, that would go. And I think maybe the second one, if we had to go for a second pitcher, uh, would be, gosh, let me see. I'm go back to this real quick here. It would be. I don't know. A lot of people have been have been suggesting Brian Abreu, but I don't believe Brian Abreu has any more options left. So I think we're stuck with the, he's stuck with with being on the the forty man. I mean, Seth Martinez came up to kind of um, you know with Pedro Baez being you know DFA'd and then released, so he came up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's been decent so far, but he's uh, you know. We saw him a little bit last season, but you know this season just in one inning right now. Um, doesn't I mean he's got a zero point zero zero ERA, and um, you know only one strikeout so far this season. But he might be one that the Astros want to try to get a little bit more uh, big league experience. So I would see him probably staying. So I would think it would be uh, Ronel Blanco, Blanco, and I don't know, maybe a position player like you said. Uh, Matajevic as well, but uh, I don't know who the third would be. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about Brian Abreu. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think he's overthrowing the ball. I mean, he's he's hit triple digits quite a bit this season already. That could um, be it. Yeah, he's got a 4.66 ERA in seven games, 14 strikeouts. I mean, so he's getting the strikeouts, but I think he's overpitching. I think that's, you know, opponents are batting 308 against them too. So 
I think that might be the what's what's kind of you know setting him back a little bit is over pitching. So that's you, me. we so we have all these guys. Who do we get rid of? And it's you can see right now you're having a hard decision deciding who it is. But you also have Pedro Leon, who tried to break the scoreboard in Oklahoma City tonight, <laughs> knocking at the door, in my mind, challenging the center field spot. Definitely see him in September. Corey Lee doing amazing. Someone said earlier today Castro was going to hang it up after this year, so we'll probably see Corey Lee next year. But yeah, he's that- making a case. He's making a big case. And also, too, Martin, I was going to say, Martin, uh, Martin Maldonado, he's got his, uh, he's a free agent after this year. Yeah. So, so Corey Lee's making his case. He's already made his case to be here next year, but he's trying to make a case for being here this year. And I, I mean, with the two catchers we have, you probably don't want to do that. So you can have them when you need them more than have them now, but he's knocking on the door. And then, uh, Hunter Brown. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, if they need bullpen arms bad enough, I guess they could call him up. But do they need him bad enough? And J.P. France, you spoke about him. What do you think about all these guys? Is is there anyone else knocking on the door? Well, Brandon Belak, and he he was pretty phenomenal in his last outing there in Sugarland. Um, he took a no hitter into the fourth or fifth inning against um gosh it wasn't salt lake um anyways but he yeah he's been doing pretty well this season already um you know he's got a oh he's got one win he's got 2.45 era in four games uh he started two games 17 strikeouts already, and opponents are batting 222 against him. So he's definitely made some adjustments from last season to this season. But he may be one that we might see the Astros call back up here soon um, since he's got that big league experience already, which would yeah. make sense. Um, you know, a couple other guys maybe in, in Sugar Land that we might see pretty soon. Chad Danto. Chad Danto is another guy that I've been kind of watching a little bit who's been – I mean, phenomenal this season already. Two and one with 3.63 ERA. There we go. In four games, 13 strikeouts already. Opponents are batting 177 against him right now. So he's definitely at the top of the PCL rankings as far as uh, opponent batting average and, and his pitching and whatnot. So he's probably another one. I don't know if he'll be, get called up. Uh, Sean Dubin. Uh, Josh James, what are your thoughts on Josh James? I'm asking you a question real quick. Josh James, because we saw him quite a bit in Houston, and now we're seeing him uh, in Sugarland. I haven't. I don't even know any. I know he's down there, but I don't know how he's been doing. I don't. I don't okay. know keep him, keeping up with Sugarland, but I mean, when he was here, he was good, and he just disappeared. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know. Saw him a little bit last season in Sugarland, and that's always the name I always forget about. I always forget about Josh James. And me too. Um, it's like I'm scrolling through this Anoli, Anoli Apretis as well, Andreas Scrub. These guys that we've seen uh, in the big leagues are all down in, in AAA right now. So, 
uh, Peter Solomon that we all we all saw. So a lot of names that we've seen in Astros uniforms or in AAA at, in Sugarland that could all come in and make an impact at some point. And it's just it's crazy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's going to be some things that I think we're going to see later on down the road around the trade deadline that you know some moves might be made. So what do we need? Well, center field. I mean, I know center field was was the talk of the off season, but I've been pretty impressed with both Chas McCormick and Jose Siri have been able to track down balls and. and Siri's been kind of off to a, a slow start, but he kind of got back into it on this series against the Blue Jays. Chas McCormick with a couple leadoff home runs. Uh, so he's he's definitely you know finding his groove offensively. I, I mean, starting pitching has been great. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I think I don't the, either. I, I think the bull, <laughs> and I think the bullpen is great too. It's just I hope they just don't get over overused and overtaxed. That's my concern. Yeah. Maybe because, they have some guys. Who did you say didn't have any more options? That would be Brian Abreu. There you go. They, they might be able to throw him in and trade, but would someone take him with no options? I mean, I the, think so. you know, throwing 100 miles an hour is, is uh, something teams would, would go after, but I don't know if the Astros would let him go. But I would say that. I mean, what if they had enough, you know, extra guys in the farm system to to get a another solid ace in the right. in the rotation? But maybe like just some. I, I'm I'm also really impressed by the the back end of the bullpen. Yeah, when Presley comes back. Presley, Naris, Mayton, uh, Montero. We're good. I think you know. We're, I think we're in good shape. So I don't. I don't think they'll even make moves. But if they do, I don't. I don't really know. And you know, we might have to wait until then and see if there's any injuries. Yeah, I mean, we we still don't know what For, Forrest Whitley can do. You know, the yeah, Astros have had, about him too. Yeah, the Astros have held on to him for for so long. So we don't know what he can do. So he's definitely one in. I don't think the Astros will ever trade him. I mean, being a former number one pick, first round pick. So eventually he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. You, I think you can only be in the minor leagues for five or six years, depending on when, if you got drafted out of high school or college. See, he was drafted out of high school. Yeah. Here in so, San Antonio. But they he's on the 40 man roster. Yeah. So, which means. Oh, so uh, there you go. He can't yeah. become a free agent because he's on the 40 man. Yeah, so he's on he's on the forty man. So I had read something before if you never got called up, but it could be or be on the forty man. So he's taking a spot up. If he's never gonna make it, quit holding on to the guy. Let him go. Yeah, I agree. But you know that's buyer's remorse. You let him go, and he becomes what you expected him to be somewhere else, and that's gonna suck. Yeah, just like guys like you know Teoscar Hernandez. You know, drafted by the Astros. Now he's in the Blue Jays. I did not want them to let go of that dude. No. I, I wish I would have, have made it more publicly known that it was a mistake so everybody would know that I thought that. But anyway, yeah. we talked about 16 of 22 on the road, but tomorrow, buddy, the Astros are back at home against 
AO West foe Seattle, who some had picked to win the West, some picked the Angels. I didn't see anybody pick the Astros. Now, I don't no. really remember seeing any. It was either Seattle or LA with that firepower. And most of us was, no, 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 it'll be the Astros. I'm not worried yeah. about that at all. But Monday, big matchup after his, after his amazing outing on Sunday Strohs, I gave him player of the week or pitcher of the week, Jake Odorizzi. All right. Got his first win, got a shutout, got, dropped his ERA from nine to six. I don't know what the, the percentage is at, but 66%, something like that. He dropped it down. Yeah. And he will face Gonzalez. He's one and two with a 386. Tuesday will be Christian Javier. He's 1-0 with a 1.35 ERA. He'll be going against Flexen, who probably has big muscles or he wouldn't be flexing <laughs> all the time. But this guy has a 3.38 ERA, and he's 1-3. and three. So he probably has JV syndrome and doesn't get any run support. And speaking of JV, Wednesday, it's an afternoon game. Justin Verlander, 1.73 at 2-1, and one, taking on Brash. It was one and two with a 6.88 ERA. And here's my prediction of the week. The Astros will make this 6.88 ERA guy look like Cy Young winner. That's my bold prediction for the week. You know, if they can get <laughs> JV's been pitching great. It's like, but where's the offensive production? And that's, and they, that's the they thing. scored for him last time. That's, yeah, that's they did. the only time. And, but it's like you get this good pitching, but the offense is lackadaisical. And then you get, yeah. So I I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But, you know, like I said, it's, you know, this massive road trip. We'll get this out of the way. Things will get reset. And then, you know, we'll be golden. This weekend, they play the Angels, I believe. Who did they play on Mother's Day? The Angels? No, it's Tech. Uh, no, it's Detroit. It's Detroit. The Tigers, yeah. They play Detroit. I told my wife the Angels. Now I want to go. So we might go on Mother's Day. I think they play Detroit four times. Let's see. Because they don't have a day off. Right. It's got to be four, or I would have put a pitching matchup for Thursday with this game. So they got a, a early game Wednesday, but Thursday they're still at home, and they play A.J. Hinch and the Detroit Tigers, who aren't doing very well. Yeah, and you, uh, that should be that should be a good series because it's just exciting to have A.J. Hinch come back. Yeah. But anyway, like, do you ever do you ever go to the ballpark on Mother's Day? No, I've been I've never, quite a bit. N- I've I've never been, and uh, you know it's something you know. Maybe talk to my wife one day, and we'll we'll go on mother's day or something. Cause you know, there's uh there's a promote, there's a promotion that day. You know, it's a, you know, man, they got some good promotions come up this weekend. You know, yeah. They got some good promotions during the week. Yeah. Oh, uh, tomorrow is uh, on Monday. It's Yuli Gurriel's replica ALCS championship ring. And mm. on Friday, it's a throwback Jose Altuve Jersey. The if rainbow Jersey. listening has a ring like this guy had. I need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Replica jerseys and bobbleheads and scarfs and all that fun stuff this weekend on, on you know this coming weekend for Mother's Day. So 
Yeah, they usually do some sort of Mother's Day and Father's Day package as well, where you can add it onto your ticket. And I think they, I can't remember what they get. I mean, they might get a custom jersey that says "Mom." I can't remember. Oh, but you cool. asked me something about a custom jersey. If you want to, yeah, say something so, about that before we sign off. So I, I had my own fair foul, and you know, jerseys, right? The replica jerseys. You get, you know, your, your favorite player, whether it's. Altuve, or if it's Guriel, or even if it's the great George Springer that's no longer with the Astros, right? So players leave. What are your thoughts on personalized replica jerseys? Getting your name put on the back of that jersey. I have one. When I here's what it is: I wanted the gray jersey, right? And I have two George Springer jerseys. And when I went to buy my jersey, I'm like, who do who do I want to get? So pretty much, if you don't get Bregman or Altuve, you're going to have a jersey of someone that's going to play somewhere else. Exactly. And I'm only 100% confident about Breg- I mean about Altuve not ever playing for another team. Unless it's super, super late in his career and he's just hanging on longer than he should. So that's the, what I thought. It's like, if I'm going to buy this $150 jersey... I'm just going to put my name on it because right. I'm not going anywhere. But I saw something yesterday where someone made this big list of if you're a fan, some kind of like things not to do. And it said no custom jerseys. Why? Why can't I do what I want? No, I'm never going to tell anyone. I'll do whatever I want. I don't care if anyone tells me not to do it. Absolutely. Fair. That's- you want to customize it, customize it. I don't care. Yeah, and that's kind of my thought. You know, players, they, they, they come in and then they go, right? So then you've got this jersey hanging in your closet. Like, I have a Springer jersey hanging in my closet. You know, he's no longer with the team. I mean, maybe if I go to a Blue Jays game there in Toronto, maybe I might wear it there. I mean, but for the most part, customized jersey. Put my name on it with my own number that I want. And then that's yeah, it. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Rock that bad boy. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. So (laughs) I want to get one of those space. Are they customizing the Space City ones? I think that's just what you about said. Yeah. I I saw somebody had posted uh, something on on social media where they got the the Space City jersey and then they paid a little extra and had it customized with their name and their own number. So the last game we went to, my wife was like, "What, what jersey would you get? I said, probably... I already have a Yuli Gurriel, so I would probably get a Tucker, but that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. And then I said, uh, you know what? I, I, I would think about getting a Maldonado jersey, but the name oh, yeah, it's is all, way too yeah. long. It looks ridiculous. So I think Tucker they should, might. They should be. have one that says Machete. <laughs> right? Customized. I say custom, dude. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right, buddy. That's it. That's all I have except for, and you're eligible, even though you, you're on the show tonight, Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com dugout mug. These things are $69.99. And I said on the last podcast, they don't have to give them away, but they do. They're going to give somebody some, give somebody's one. And uh, they're awesome. Well, I'm uh, definitely uh, enter that promo there and, and enter that. Uh, that you should. Uh, you know, because they, they are pretty sweet, you know. 
I, I do have to admit. So, I drink out of them once in a while. Yeah. Good. They're good. You know, pour a little mixed, you know, adult beverage in there. So, I want to get a shortstop. Have you seen those? What, They're small. Yeah. That's the one I want. I want to get one of those too. Yeah, I do too. I wonder if you can get one of those if you win. Pretty sure you can. Oh. I think you can get the regular size. You could probably get the one with the ink. Have you seen the one? They have some with ink, so you could, they have color on them instead of just the design burned in them. Probably get the shortstop with or without ink. And the metal one. The one that looks like, look, the metal looks like an aluminum bat. Yeah. has a leak-proof that- lid, kind of like a Yeti. I think you could get any one of those you want, folks. So dugout mugs. Go to dugoutmugs.com. Swig for the fences. See what you want. Get ready. You got a pretty good chance. Let's go. Astros baseball podcast at gmail.com for Rip Griffin. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Astros baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.